Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to Top 5, a show where we pass on, we will to, we I'm hand not over passing on. That you know of. <laughs> I, I might pass out. You might pass I might, gas. <laughs> I might that's pass over. <laughs> but I will not cause their wounds. No, wait, that's a Hawkeye reference. Uh, let's see. I'll what carry else can we, on. we can do? I'll carry we can too. will, we can pass on, we can bequeath. Yes. There you go. And we can... Horde. B. Yes, that's Horde. what we have this week on Top 5. With a D. Yes, a D. this week on Top 5, this actually came from a question sent in to us over at one of our other podcasts, the Major Spoilers Podcast. And the person asked us a really great question about what we want to pass on to our children, to our offspring, or in the case of Rob, bequeath to his cat in his will. I've got <laughs> nieces and nephews. Okay. Actually, well, I think it's like your children, right not somebody else's children. But anyway, what do we want to pass on to our children this week on Top 5? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, we'll just go around the table, me, Rob, uh, Zach, and Matthew. And uh, my number five that I want to pass on to my sons, either one, but right now the oldest son, is to own it. Uh, he's been having a lot of trouble, I guess, at school or daycares. There are some uh, kids that are older than he is this summer, and uh, they're calling him a nerd. And to be quite frank, if you've seen that one picture of him, <laughs> he is kind of a little nerdy. But the thing is, I want him to own it, right? I want him to say, that's right, I am a nerd. I'm smarter than you. I'm better looking than you. I'm more <laughs> arrogant than you, right? Um, I want him one to be able three. to... I want him to be able to own his, uh, to own whatever he wants to lay claim to. So if he wants to be a nerd, then by God, just let people call you a nerd and just keep pushing on and use your nerd powers for good, right? Yeah. Uh, same way if they want to call him a geek or a dork, although, you know, if he starts pounding nails into his head, I'm not sure that it, uh, that's really owning it. Uh, Carnival hey, geekery is sort of Rushwood does it. Yes. That's I actually crazy. know how to do that now. So do you? I'm not going to do it to myself, but uh, I know how it's done. So owning it, that's the number five thing that I want to pass on uh, to my kids. I can oh. bite the head off a chicken. That would make you a geek? Carnivore. Yes. Carnivore. Yes. Rob, what do you got on your number five? Uh, uh, love of comics. And not just any specific comics, but all comics in general. Like I want to be able to pass on that, that appreciation for the art form, the uh, storytelling, the characters, just the ability to appreciate comics 
regardless of what they are. Okay. Like, I, mean, I don't have any specific, well, I'll get to specific ones later, maybe. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's nothing specific, no specific characters right now, just the fact that comics exist, you should enjoy them. The form. Okay. What do you got cool. there? My number five is interesting. Because, is it? Yes, it is. My number five is conventions, which is the re- interesting part is I've actually only been to one convention. Woo-hoo. But yes, Gen Con 2012. Nerdtacular is kind of a convention. That's yeah. true. No, I guess I've been Nerdtacular. Two conventions then. I've been to all those conventions, yes. Ooh, Zach. Uh, two beautiful conventions. <laughs> the reason why I'd like to pass this on to my offspring is because when I went to Gen Con, I realized something as I walked down the Indianapolis Convention Center halls and and gandered upon all the manner of people beside me and who people I played games with and watch played games is that there is a there's a wonderful acceptance among the culture if you find it and you kind of weed out the not nice people there's a wonderful acceptance for people of all walks and beliefs and uh, looks and manners and what they like and what they dislike and they can all come together and have fun and just be awesome cool geeky nerds together and play games and just talk about the cool stuff they all love and that's what i would like to pass on to my kids an acceptance for people and to learn to appreciate company even if they're different than you excellent good one zach nice what about you matthew what have you got on your number five my number five is a little more prosaic than zach's you know high concept (laughs) sort of thing um there was a time when i was a kid when i would rush home from school and I would nerdily sit down and, and enjoy the nerdy, nerdy things that I loved. And this was circa 1984, 1985. And probably 30 years later, when my kid is roughly the same age, somebody went and said, hey, you remember that nerdy thing that we used to run home from school? Let's ruin it. Let's make it a huge, big screen and pee on things. And thus, I want to share with my child, and I, I, I have started sharing with my child, the fact that there was a time when the Transformers didn't suck. There was a time when you could see that, really, when you know, was, the, when was that? Uh, 1986. Oh. Hmm. When you could Beast see Wars the death of Optimus Prime at the hands of Megatron. When you could, I mean, even Beast Wars, which Rodrigo is always like, oh, Beast Wars, woohoo. Beast when Wars it's like Optimus Primate versus Mega Scorpion. Primate. I don't, I don't know. I never watched Beast Wars. There was a time when they took these stories and they were trying to do something with them other than big, dumb, chopsocky movie with testicle jokes and fan service and, you know, a girl who's barely human. Uh, but she sure does look good under the right lens flare. It just, those movies really kind of grind on me, and I feel like they really undersell the awesome that was the Transformers, especially if you get into season four with the uh, <laughs> the introduction of, of, of Rodimus Prime, Headmaster. <laughs> so my number five <laughs> is the time when the Transformers were awesome and not stupid. All right. All good number fives. It must mean they only get better from here. My number four. No, actually, usually we we have the opposite. Oh, really? My number four was going to be comics, but Rob stole that. So I've got something even better. Stupid Rob. Something even better. My kid's going to inherit all, you know, 120,000 comics anyway. But I've got something better. load to bear. The love of Star Wars. (gasps) And really movies. I mean, you know, you could look at Indiana Jones and Back to the Future, but really Star Wars. 
he needs to have an appreciation for telling a huge tale that spans decades mm-hmm. and how a person can go from being innocent to finding out that they have something special to being corrupted to discovering he has his own offspring and then later redemption. The whole hero's journey in the form of Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. So you uh, represent corruption. No, no, no. Um, and the boy. But he's gonna, he wants to learn about these things. And I want him to at least take an appreciation of telling these grand tales that really do span uh, decades mm-hmm. to tell and decades of, of story. So Star Wars is what nice. I have down as my number four. Rob, what do you got for your number four? My number four is my very first pop culture love. The Ninja Turtles. Pokemon. Surf ninjas must die? that young. Oh, it's just me. Yes. You're the only one young enough. He's almost 30, so. Yeah, that's true. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) Now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the first thing that I fell in love with as a kid. Like, the first. Like, I, I have thousands of the toys. I had. All of the uh, movies, all of the shows on VHS. I've got all the movies on DVD. I've tried to collect the shows on. D- I love the turtles. I did you have the video games and the, the video, every single games. one of the video games. Those games. Did you ride a skateboard and go Kawabunga? I totally did. <laughs> turtles was my like that. That was my foray into obsession. Did the games make you almost not become a fan because they were unbelievably hard? Only the first game was unbelievably hard. Yeah, and I have made it to the Technodrome hard. with Raphael oh gosh, at so a quarter hard. life, and that was my only turtle. Uh, I, I had the <laughs> sheet. I still have the Ninja Turtles sheets at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and those will be passed on to any offspring I may eventually generate. So was your first interaction the cartoon or the movies or what? I am 90% certain it was the cartoon. Uh, like it was, I was I was young enough that I actually can't remember my first interaction with turtles. Yeah. Wow. Uh, like my earliest memories, there's a ton of my earliest memories that actually just have the turtles as something that I have loved for a while. So like, the turtles have been a part of my life since day one, essentially, which is kind of accurate because they actually came out the year I was born. My first interaction with turtles was down by the pond. They bit your finger. Yeah. Box turtle. And from then on, you were called Stubby. Yep. <laughs> My grandfather used to shoot turtles. Because yeah, we get happens. snapping turtles in the pond where we fished. And when he came up with a snapping turtle, he'd pull out this little pistol that he kept under the seat of the truck and shoot the turtle in the head. Or and something. then did it go, Cowabunga. <laughs> Pizza, Bossa Nova. Oh, oh, that explains Rob's Tell, love for pizza <laughs> too. Interesting. April, I love her. <laughs> All right, uh, Zach, what you got for number four? People know me. I like me some movies, and I actually do enjoy going to the theater, even though you have those experiences when people. You're just not jaded enough. I'm, I'm getting yeah. there because I went to a movie last week, and some little girl was on her phone. I almost haymakered her, but I said, Zach, that's inappropriate. And I kept on watching my movie with hate in my heart. But a time I really enjoy watching movies is the midnight showings. Oh, yeah. They're great because you know you're going to be dog tired in the morning. You're still going to have to go to work, but you know you stood in line and got the tickets and cheered as the credits started. 
and just engrossed yourself in whatever movie you decided to go watch that time. And that's a good kind it's of movie-going experience. Yes, and it, it's nice because generally when you go to a midnight people showing, people are there because they love the movie that's going to happen. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And they're generally more respectable, I think, at the midnight showing. Yeah, yeah. And so I would love to take my kid to How hopefully... Like six? Are you going to take him to a midnight movie at six? <sighs> Maybe. If there's a Star Wars movie, and it's possible. Ugh. I mean, they're going to be coming out all the time in the future. 2015. Yeah. Is, is, is the boy going to get to go to the first midnight showing of episode seven? I don't know. I it, don't think that you're going to be able to take your six-year-old to the movies in three years. Well, no. Uh, unless there's someone no, out but there they're plan- who But they're planning them. on, uh, you know, just carrying on the release dates oh, yeah, yeah. for yeah. Okay. Uh, forever. Once, once episode forever. seven comes Young up, ladies of Quinter, if you do year. have... <laughs> a message for Zach from the year 2010. Please send it to podcastadventurecoilers.com. <laughs> I would be I would be unbelievably surprised if that happened. He would be nine. The problem is though, midnight movies are in midnight movies are at usually like 10 now. Wednesday, Thursdays is Thursday. when they do them. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, I think. Don't Star they Wars would their probably weird. be during the summer. They probably be yeah. early summer. So as long as it wasn't like April or May. He could probably hit that. He could, he he could, could probably hit it. midnight if it was during the summertime. Yeah. As long as, as it was during school. school as long as it wasn't a school day yeah. the next morning. That would be the one mm-hmm. thing that we wouldn't allow him to do. But he'll he'll eventually get to know some midnight movies. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. things I want to pass. Because he's going to have to drive his drunk father home at some point. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Uh, so good one, good one, good one, good one there, Zach. Matthew, what do you have as your number four? My number four is kind of esoteric and maybe even a little bit cynical, but we've actually had discussions. The, the child, ironically, and I tend to watch a lot of the same television because I go to work and I sit in a room with grandmas and she goes and actually sits with grandma. So we watch early morning television, which has a lot of things where it's like, and this young star did X. And she says to me, is that person really a star? I said, no. No, that's not a star, honey. That's a jerk. So my number four, the, the, the pop culture thing that I want to pass on to the widget is the difference between famous and notorious and why it's important that you know the difference. I mean, like uh, the, the new thing is one of the real housewives or somebody has her own talk show. And Kim Kardashian's mom has her own talk show. And I don't want to see these things. And she's like, I don't think I want to see those things. I'm like, no, you don't. You really don't. There's a point where we we as a culture can make anybody vaguely famous for pretty ridiculous reasons. Anybody can get their own reality show. I think we're going to have one next week uh, called Zach on Film. But these, this is not necessarily being famous. This is playing on one thing to make money. I'm all for marketing. I'm all for creating a niche. I'm all for going out and being an idiot and going derp, derp, derp. But you can't necessarily equate that with doing something well or being a quote unquote celebrity or being even necessarily good at something. I mean, there are people who go out and we know their names. We don't know why they know their names, but we know their names. And it's okay to kind of look at that and go, you know, I don't care. We don't want to get to the point where we're being hateful and cruel every day, you know, like Twitter. Well, it sounds like it sounds like you don't want to teach your daughter the difference between famous and notorious because mm. anybody can be a celebrity, and by definition, all those people's names that you rattled off are celebrity. Jerks. 
Jerks. It sounds like what you're trying to teach your daughter is the difference between what's important and what's not important. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and not as, is... and not ascribing and not ascribing uh, popularity to mm-hmm. idiocy, right? Not necessarily even a, a fame in and of itself. Being known for I don't know making a sex tape and then having a show about your life after that sex tape. That to me is not necessarily a goal that you want. That is notoriety. That is, oh my God, look at the thing that has happened now. So maybe it's the difference between good and bad attention. There you go. But in either case, it's definitely something that I'm hoping that the child can pick up on because God help me if I grow up and she's on Big Brother 425 getting fired for some dumbass remark that she made, not mentioning any names. Well, then you probably ought to... Uh, make sure you turn off ABC in the morning and watch CBS. <laughs> <laughs> or watch but CBS is or so boring. Or watch I Boomerang. Could. I wish I could watch Boomerang. That's Sweet's channel. I I don't tell her grandma or the grandmas I work with what's on TV <laughs> until it's time for Andy Griffith, and then I'm like, it's time for Andy Griffith. Thank Because yeah. uh, this is a Gomer episode. All right, that was Matthew's number four. Time for our number threes. Now, here's one that I think is important for any child to learn and Mm -hmm. to be passed upon. Number one, these are all the attributes of this. Be prepared for anything, right? Mm -hmm. Boy Scouts, right? Work out. Become physically fit. Yes. Still Boy Scouts. Make sure that you're smart. Again, not the Boy Scouts. Still still Boy Scouts. No. 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 Boy Scouts tie knots. (laughs) Uh, be smart really smart and to outthink your your foes, and most importantly, have a bat cave. Ooh. That's no longer <laughs> my number three. Be like Batman. It's the bat I'm the boy. You must be like Batman. Of course, that means <laughs> at some point <laughs> he's going to he's gonna pull a gun and kill. Probably his that mother midnight showing of Star Wars. You're going yes. to he has to kill his his parents in order <laughs> Father, to be like Batman. I will avenge you. But all the good traits about Batman. That's uh, some he's things. Still to be got a couple on. years before he has to do that. I mean, Bruce I'm seven and a half years eight, old, but yeah, I will yeah. so. Maybe I foretold using the family <laughs> fortune from selling all your Batman junk and all my. <laughs> I will avenge you. So that's my number three. Be like Batman. All right, number three for you, Rob. Number three is the biggest pop culture thing that I partic- participate in personally: Magic, Magic the Gathering, the card game. Uh, been with me for more than a decade at this point. I. Absolutely love this game. It's probably, in my opinion, it's the best ongoing game printed right now. And oh, I think Munchkin has has that beat. I don't really consider Munchkin an ongoing thing like that. Like, like no, not not in the same way. Pokemon definitely got a beat. Catch them all. Are we gonna make a Pokemon joke every single one of my? Until you get Once, to Pokemon on your yeah. list. Pokemon is not on my list. Pokemon is on your well, list. Well, then your Pokemon list is, is not, not on my list. Then you don't have a good list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your list is wrong. Because huh. we know you want to pass that along to your yes. child. Yes. You're going to pull out the cat. DS and say, here you go. They're going to get my old brick. That Hi-choo-choo. thing still works. Pika, Pika. Pikachu. Pikachu. For me, the most important game is magic. It's... It... 
teaches it, it's also helpful in yeah. uh, socializing socializing in numbers <laughs> in language when your son jace mind singer sharazard rasmussen <laughs> grows up <laughs> and says daddy what is best in life <laughs> We've we've already had me on the episode where we determined what our kids' names will be. <laughs> That's true too. All right, Magic the Gathering, Rob's number three. What do you got for number three, Zach? Number three, I have I have a thing. It's kind of a. I don't think you It's not that high. escalated. Let's just let's just throw it out there right now. It is uh, Harry Potter. But more importantly, really, once I started thinking about it, what I want my offspring to do is to read and to find that next big series that'll take their generation by storm and they can all, like, be cool and write their own, like, fanfic like I did one time about Harry Potter. And You're young enough that the Harry Potter books were targeted at you. Of course I am. That Harry just Potter, occurred to me. Uh, I got the one, two and three hardback editions for my probably eighth or ninth birthday. I got them all. And then I bought uh, the fourth one my dad bought me at the Scholastics Book Fair when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> uh, the fifth one, I don't. I bought it, and then I think I bought the rest of them. But they were wonderful reads, and I loved – we came to Hayes from Quinter so we could buy the seventh book the day it released. On the midnight? The midnight... Uh... No, we didn't. You know, we had we were still like sophomores and we had to like curfews and parents and stuff. But oh. the next day we came and we got So as we much as Harry you were Potter. going on about midnight releases... But didn't I didn't start doing midnight, midnight releases until of... I came to Hayes. I came to college. Well, I hope you take your child to a midnight oh, book, book I would. I've never been to one. I'm sure there would be... Oh, I totally would. I think they're wonderful and I would love my child to read because reading is good yeah, yeah reading is fundamental reading is fundamental <laughs> i have another word <laughs> i'm just gonna step on these. butterfly in the sky <laughs> have you seen the jimmy fallon sketch where he does that in the style of jim morrison in the doors yes it is the funniest thing ever all right matthew your number three the india in the cupboard. All right. What was I doing? My number three. I have successfully instilled in my child. Oh, no. Already. Oh, no. A love. Oh, of no. My number three. My number three is multicultural. It is international. And yet it is right in my wheelhouse of there are certain things that I consider to be perfect superhero movies and many of them aren't superhero movies Pootie tang is a perfect superhero movie and so when i say you know what is a pure superhero story what is flat out pure superhero story batman. it doesn't necessarily have to be american no batman is not a pure superhero japanese story. batman batman is not a superhero <laughs> story at all by my definitions mexican batman, batman is a costumed adventurer what i like to refer to as a mystery man but English there Batman. Is Isn't there a superhero pure, called Mystery Man? Superhero super adventure. There have been several named Mystery Man, at least four to which I am aware. Getting back to my number three. English Batman? The b- Good day, Robin. <laughs> the, Good night. Hello, hello, hello. Let's Joker. go get a spot of tea and then take out the Joker. 
We're going to take you up the apples and lock you up in the old bill. What? Aye? Aye? Candid photography, right? You've you've slept with a lady, eh? What's it like? Anyway. I apologize My number any three is we have left. a pure superhero adventure. For nearly 40 years, every single year, with the exception of 1990s, 1977, which, let's be frank, 1977 kind of sucked. Japanese Toei Corporation has put out an annual series featuring five multicolored warriors, sometimes six, at least one seven, and one time ten. Super Sentai! Because when you watch this, everything that you understand about superheroes from everywhere you've ever seen a superhero is there. There there are Batman archetypes. There are Superman archetypes. There's one character whose name actually translates as... Spider-Man? The White Superman, which does, you know, now, 20 years later, has context, I know, and I move on from that, but... There's a giant when, Superman Batman robot. That's kind of like the Power Rangers. Except that's, like in an, Power Rangers. that's in an American comic book, <laughs> and it's not kind of like the Power Rangers. <laughs> sure it is. It's, it, no, it's kind of like composite Superman <laughs> from the Silver Age of Comics. Don't you play with me, That's a Mr. giant robot. That's a giant just, robot. Just like the Power Rangers. But here's the thing. If you like your superheroes goofy, they got goofy. If you like them dark and brooding, they got dark and brooding. There is literally a little bit of everything to be had in the Super Sentai franchise to the point where the current group of heroes are dinosaur themed heroes with a samba dancing theme who dance their way into their power suits, which I think is pretty freaking awesome. I don't awesome. know why I'm not watching that. That's, I don't know either. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. It sounds like it should be about a five minute sounds show on so YouTube every week. Wonderful. Yeah, it really should. And if you want, if you want to just like freak your head, go and <laughs> I want you to go and Google Battle Fever J. 1979. This is the one where the people have sculpted hair on their helmets. And the female, the pink ranger, has a big mane of blonde hair on her Power Ranger helmet. It's the most surreal thing you've ever seen. But it's also really fun. And it teaches you important lessons like um, kick the, putties the, the robots faces? get bigger. Uh, chests. Oh, I'm sorry. Chests. And one of the rules is you don't escalate the battle until your enemy escalates the battle first. That's a good rule to teach a child. The buildings in Tokyo. Um, bad <laughs> guys, when battle. someone you don't like finally gets defeated, they explode. Uh, it that tells is a good that, lesson to pass on. Yeah. Transformation is a free action. No matter how long it takes you to yell your nine-minute battle phrase <laughs> and transform, your alien friends and alien allies will be forced to stand there. The villains can't attack you until you're done transforming. It teaches good sportsmanship. Are we sure because, the Power Rangers generally don't stop time when they do that? I don't know. I know there was one season, and this was an American show, where uh, one of the characters was like, did, did you guys just see a six-story fireball behind us? Because, yeah, it was a, line, a long story. But in any case, my number three, the love of Super Sentai. Well, There's my, actually a Japanese narrator who screams, and I want his job. My number two <laughs> is one that is already starting to take hold. Uh, with my kids, and that is Lego, right? Um, who doesn't love Lego? Crazy people? Crazy people don't Terrorists. love Lego. I stepped on People who do not have any love in their hearts. The Grinch. Do not like Lego. Um, but uh, lately, we've been buying some of the older sets for the oldest boy, and he's six right now. 
And, of course, he still sits there and says, hey, can you help me put these together? Which is fine, because that's good bonding time. You get to build some cool things uh, and disguise it as uh, quality time with your kid as <laughs> yeah. opposed to, I want to play Lego. <laughs> I want to play Lego. Um, but the thing that I was concerned about is so many sets today are just sets. You build a car or you build a machine thing and you got the little minifigs and you zoom the cars around after you build them. And my biggest concern is that he would not ever go beyond that. Like, let me reconstruct something else or let me turn something else into this. And I have no worry about that now because he has brought me, you know, we also have the bigger um, Duplo blocks from when he was younger and now his younger brother plays with those. But he'll bring me down these weird concoctions of things and he's like, hey, Dad, I built you a a Skylander. And if you look at it, it kind of looks like the Skylander. And so he's starting to move beyond just what the box tells you that it's supposed to be and is starting to really explore with Lego. And that will lead into my number one in just a little bit. But Lego, he's got uh, about 16 giant tubs (laughs) of Lego that uh, he will be playing with in the future. Do they still sell, like, uh, the freeform sets? Not not really. No, not really. I mean, you Really? really have to look for them. Sometimes you'll find them in a... Bucket of like 200 yeah. or something. It's really? like a red bucket kind of thing. Find. Yeah, they're yeah. harder to find, really? but you can still find we them. Have, hmm. We have a dedicated toy store. And if you go to, it's called The Toy Store. Hmm. But if you go there, you can get just, here's some building bricks, now get out. And some of them are actually Lego themed and some of them are pseudo Lego themed, but play well with Legos. Ugh. Yeah, we don't, we don't uh, speak of the, that you don't name in this house. Fo- yeah. Fogos. Yeah. No. Yeah, you definitely those. don't want to mention those other bricks in the, in this house. Mm-mm. Those super Because, unfortunately, they do have some Skylander themes uh, that are made out of those other kind of things. Like the World of Warcraft themes. That and the World of Warcraft scene stuff. Seen those I didn't buy myself. Specific Somebody bought those for me. Wow. But uh, he was like, oh, I want those, I want those. I'm like, we are not mm. buying those as much as you love Skylanders. And then my grandma, and then his grandmother bought them. It is like, an inferior product. It is an inferior product. Thank damn you, it. You have the weirdest things that you take a stand against. I it, do. Stupidity up an inferior and Mega Bloks. Mega Bloks. Mega Bloks yes. are terrible. Or what's wrong with America? Yes, or what's wrong with and America? Do- and Dr. Topper. Yes. Dr. All right, Rob. All right. You're number two. My number two leads in from my number three. And pizza. No, that would be an I'm uh, four and two. Oh, okay. Uh, Gaming. Turtle, Wizardry. Turtle soup. Ah. I want to pass on an appreciation of gaming and not just tabletop or board games or card games, but video games, sports games, everything gaming. Games that only mommy and daddy play. Don't, <laughs> don't teach him to game the women because that's mean. Don't do that. I, I, I want him to have an understanding of gaming uh, to the point where he can choose whatever games that he wants. The bro code. <laughs> oh wait, that's not a game. No, it's a way like, of life. I, I want him to have an. Ap- <laughs> God, continue. I want him to have an appreciation of games from video games back from the the pong stuff that you guys grew up with to hey, the burn. stuff that Zach just learned. Burn. We're not quite that old. Actually, we are that old. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, I want him to have an appreciation of board games from the crap that we can get at the stores at, at Walmart to the stuff that you have to spend literally hundreds of dollars on to even start learning. Everything gaming 
just throw it all at him and see what sticks. <laughs> and then he'll learn to hate Probably it. Probably darts. Uh, <laughs> lawn darts. Right, lawn darts. Uh, uh, those will probably stick. Knives. Knives, yeah. yeah. Knife. All right, Zach, what is your number two? My number two uh, ties back into my number in which I talked about Midnight Showings. I believe it was four. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Time has passed. I, my, my, my dad and I have bonded over many movies, but no movie series quite like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so when we get together, we talk Star Wars and we talk about is the director that was picked the right choice for the next one? I say no. He says, I don't know who that is. <laughs> we we debate on what stories could go. What he 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 gets on Wikipedia and he'll learn about what Sith council he really wants to see in the upcoming movies. The structure of the Sith and we talk Star Wars all the time. It's wonderful. He took me to my first Star Wars movie, but more I don't want to pass on a love for Star Wars. I do, but not in this top five. I want to pass on the ability and love to just talk about any form of media that we love with people and to debate and take it on farther than what we see on the screen. Breaking Bad just started and my roommate and girlfriend and his girlfriend will be talking Breaking Bad for 85% of our interactions for the next eight weeks because we love that show and it's wonderful. And we debate and we talk and scheme and figure out what's going to happen. And that's what I want to pass on. The, the love of discussing with other people, uh, media and stuff that you love and go farther than what we're shown on the screen. All right, cool, man. Mm. Uh, Matthew, number two. We're making this a fast episode this week. What? That's hard good. to be funny when you have to be like sentimental and crap. Yeah, and be serious. All that and stuff. Full stuff. Well, if you want, I can take some time. No, that's okay. No, that's My okay. number two actually will take some time to discuss simply because of the decades and decades of awesome. A couple of years ago. Power <clears throat> you can't pass no, on your whole We already life, did Transformers. Matthew. A couple years ago. Scooby-Doo doesn't count. A couple years ago. Batman's already we, been covered. We can seriously make this show go just as damn long as you want. A couple years ago. Thank you. The WB, back when it had a cartoon division, was like, you know it would make a good cartoon? And everybody went, what? And they said, the Justice League. And they said, oh, they're already doing that. How about these other guys? And so, Saturday mornings, the child discovered, rather than me, the cartoon adventures of the Legion of Superheroes. And she was like, hey, this is kind of cool. And she was showing it to me, and I'm like, bang? And it was it was a moment where she was like, oh, and this guy's cool. He is called Timberwolf. And I'm like, oh, honey, I know. And she's like, oh, yeah, Daddy knows all the superheroes. <laughs> but it was fascinating because she saw, the first one that she saw that she really geeked out about were the adventures of the Legion of Substitute Heroes. And she tells me how much she loves Color Kid and how Porcupine Pete is awesome. And that episode proves that my child got the underlying message of the Legion of Superheroes, which is these people look like a bunch of goons. I mean, they look like the kind of people who would drink super plastic formula thinking it was a soda. <laughs> so these are the smartest uh well, no, but not everybody can be smart. You don't necessarily have to be smart to be brave. And you don't necessarily have to be the strongest to be the most honorable. You don't necessarily have 
to be Superman in order to be, do something meaningful like with your superhero career or with your regular life. And the, leg- the Legion of Superheroes teaches us that, A, in the middle of a sentence, you can start speaking with a funny accent. But B, as you go through life, there are going to be times when all you can do is eat matter. And you find a way for eating matter to, you should excuse the expression, matter. Sometimes life is not about being the superhero in charge. Sometimes life is about being part of a greater group and contributing in whatever way you can. So I think that by going and and saying to me, you know who's really cool? That color kid. I think the child has realized that you don't necessarily have to be the awesomest or the baddest, or the most powerfulest, to still be kind of cool, to still be awesome, which is the word that we use an awful lot. And I like the fact that she appreciates that message, and that when I say things are awesome, because, oh, I don't know, it's a guy with a scarf who dances around, she's like, oh, that is kind of cool. She's willing to look at things as other than, this is just the most awesome. Superman's the most powerful, so he's the best. Batman is the neatest, and he will kill everyone, including Superman, so he's the best. Sure, there. I mean, there's an argument to be made pretty much anywhere for that. Both of those arguments, by the way, are crap, but the fact remains that you don't necessarily have to believe that, and I love the fact that the Legion of Superheroes, my number two, appeals to my child. I feel like I've taught her well. Now, can I ask a question really quick? Probably not. But I'm going to anyways. <laughs> have they ever discussed... <laughs> how strong Matter Eater Lad's intestinal system is. And, as a substitute question, mm-hmm. does he always carry a bottle of uh, laxative with him? Just in case. No. That's lame. They should do a pooping episode. <laughs> no, they should. Because Bismolians don't poop. Oh, really? Zach? They don't? Yes. So they have a drink. Bismolians? They, uh, Bismolians don't poop. They actually... Uh, dissolve everything completely. So, and it powers their superpower. Now, there was a point where a couple of pointed jokes were made mm-hmm. by the single female members of the Legion of Superheroes about the strength and um, what's the word I'm looking for? The stamina of Matter Eater Lad's uh, mandibular mm-hmm. manipulations, mm-hmm. if you will. But you have to ask yourself if you can bite through something, that means you've got indestructible super strong teeth right and if you can swallow it it means that part of your musculature has to be super strong and if you can process it that means that you've got to have super acid uh at one point in one of the i think it was the archie legions um a character who was matter eater lad in other incarnations had acid spit somebody attacked him with a weapon and he hocked a loogie on it and it ate through the barrel of the gun because, you know, he has that incredibly powerful digestive tract. Yeah, so these people don't have a book that says everyone poops. They have a book that says everyone dissolves. So. Well, and it's the 31st century. I don't think that there anybody poops in the 31st century. What they a, just beam a, it straight out of your intestines. What a horrible place to live. And they use it to power the uh, water reclamation systems. <laughs> Either that or they turn it into the food. Mm. Probably the food. Soil and green is poople. <laughs> it's poople. <laughs> All right, let us get to number one here. And you don't want to try the Soylent Brown. My number one, as I said, uh, ties back to my number two about Lego, and it's (laughs) probably the most important thing that this kid can learn. And I'm so glad that he's starting to pick up on it right now. 
and that is having an imagination and being creative. I think when we look at all these things that are on my list and some of your other lists, you know, this love of Harry Potter and the movies and uh, gaming and Legion of Superheroes, all this stuff takes some creativity and some imagination to really get into. So many kids today I just see that are just like, well, we're just going to play this video game and you have to hit this key combination and that's what's going to get the kill. Well, where's the creativity in figuring it out yourself? Where's the imagination of this world that you've been dropped into? Where's this thing where kids are running around in the backyard uh, pretending to be superheroes? Uh, you got to have imagination. You know, when they draw stuff, what are they drawing? You know, where's this thing where my son is drawing, you know, my son is drawing snowmen paratroopers descending upon, I don't know, some evil elf guy he was telling me. Awesome. I mean, that's an imagination, right? And he's drawing the pictures out. It's like when we were getting ready to go see Man of Steel, he drew a whole Superman comic book for me. Uh, And it's like, well, this is imagination and creativity, exactly what you're supposed to be doing and something that you should be doing well into the far future. Now, some people are going to listen to this show and say, but Stephen, don't you have two kids? Yeah, the other kid's kind of already lost. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's already going to mount to nothing. So. He doesn't even like me. No. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he even likes like me. me. <laughs> so that's, that's I, obviously a negative in his favor. No, no, he's yeah. just too young. I mean, his thing is, is I, trucks, so. Trucks are cool. Trucks it's are not cool. not on one of the like five trucks. lists. No. So, therefore, he's... <laughs> I have no second son. No. Uh, no, he's, he's <laughs> really... Yet. He's real imaginative, too, because he'll run around and pretend he's flying. You know, he'll just run around and go, look at me, I'm flying, Wee! And it's like, all right, there you go, two-year-old, you're starting to get it. <laughs> and I think part of it is because um, uh, my wife and I surround our kids with so many ways for them to be creative, whether it be building blocks or crayons or uh, stickers or video games or whatever, they get to create, and they get to build, and they get to do, and they get to show it off to people, and they get some feedback to say this is the right thing to do as opposed to, and I know this is terrible, but I know that there are some parents where the kid shows them something, in the, and one of the parents will say, well, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible thing to do to a child. So passing on imagination and creativity and making sure that they understand that's one of the most important things that we can have as a, as a person uh, because that will help us solve so many problems in the future. I think that that's, that's got to be uh, my number one. So there you go. Very nice. Cool. What do you got, Rob? Uh, my number one is 2D animation. Okay. Uh, and now I, I thought about this one a bit. So I've got anime and Disney written down in my uh, other rands as well. And it's just kind of... No, I, I want I want them to be able to appreciate classic hand-drawn animation oh yeah i want them to see the stuff that i grew up with the stuff that zach grew up with what little he managed to get nowadays uh the stuff you guys grew up with the stuff my parents grew up with i I want them that's actually the same stuff uh, my parents actually are quite a bit older than you uh but I well, la di da congratulations (laughs) you there are people older than you guys I'm Rob, and I'm like, ooh, my parents are the oldest. <laughs> my dad is the oldest. He's the oldest man ever. Ah, and I hope he actually listens to this episode so he can hear me call him that. But I, I want them to be able to see where everything came from as far as animation goes. It just, uh, and, and this kind of ties into a thing that I've gone with most of my uh, choices is 
these large broad categories where I want them to be able to appreciate what they want because they know what everything is out there. I want them to see, yeah, I want them to have this all inclusive geekery stable and they can be like, I enjoy these things. These other things are cool, but these are my things. And I know why I like these things because I've seen all of them and all the other things that I don't like and all that other stuff. You're going to teach them to be a completist. That's part of it. Yeah. Got to catch them all. Right. No, Ah! you got to see told you number one would be Pokemon. (laughs) You you got to like link up game boys This is a pain in the butt, man. You can't catch them all in one game. Is what I'm trying to say. And you got to get, 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 get red and blue. You got to get platinum and silver, platinum and gold. What's black and white coming up? Is that what it is? Black yeah. and white was the ones from. You got to get them all. You got to get both. Y are the ones that come up all. This X and Y, and the next yes. year it'll be Z and A. The scheme. Alpha and Omega. That'll be the next one. Yeah, yeah I, I, I have no idea where they're going it'll after X and Y at this, this point. I didn't know where they were going after black and white. I think they kind of painted themselves Pokemon corner there. All right, Pokemon, Pokemon bag and hammer. Rob's number one. Yeah, no. <laughs> 2D animation. 2D animation. Just the ability to appreciate Including everything. Pokemon. Including Hank Ketchum. Ash. Ash Ketchum. Hank what? Ketchum. What are we talking Ash about? Ketchum. I don't know what you're talking about. Ash Ketchup. Yes, Ketchup. <laughs> Hank Ketchum was Dennis the Menace's father. That's right. right. Zach, what do you got as your number one? My number one is a great thing. It's so great. It's already been said on this podcast, but I don't care because it's the best thing ever invented. Pokemon? L- no, but I do love Pokemon. It's Super Legos. Sentai? No, sadly. Blade sadly, Runner? Matthew. No, we didn't say that. Uh, wrong show. Wrong show. Legos. Legos uh, are a part of my childhood from the very beginning. Every Christmas, birthday, uh, any hot flag day, President Lincoln's birthday, I got a Lego set. Man, you're lucky. Now you're just making no, stuff No, I've made those up. last two up, but birthdays and Christmas, Lego sets. Easter, Valentine's. Nah, just... You guys birth- suck. Birthday and Christmas. Uh, I get Legos year-round. Birthday and Christmas, all I love got. me some Legos. It's what I knew I... It's what I wanted, but it's what I knew I was going to get, and it made me happy. I would sit down and just put them all together. But now, when someone gives me a Lego set, it's like, just give me an hour, because they don't always buy me the big sets, so that's fine, because I like those small ones, too. But I just gotta put them together. I love Legos, and uh, again, my dad. My dad taught me Legos. I'll pass it down onto my children also. Um, I think it builds a sense of creativity, like you talked about, Stephen. Mm-hmm. And also, I think Legos uh, are a big problem-solving thing, oh, especially yeah. when you get into free form. Or even if you just lose a piece from a set, mm-hmm. you got to figure it out so the rest of the set will work. So you have to find find different things. So you have to solve for yourself and try to figure out how to complete your project at hand, which is a great life skill, but also mm-hmm. Legos are the bomb. My son, um, man, I don't remember how long ago it was. Three years ago, he was really getting into the Duplo stuff. Yeah. And they have a train set. Ooh. And I went crazy and bought like a crap ton of track. Yeah. Right? Just so much track. I mean, there's like one of those 20-gallon containers of track. <laughs> and on Christmas Eve, after he went to bed, about an hour after he went to bed, I built a track that ran from his bedroom all the way down the hallway to the living room where the mm. Christmas tree was, 
around the Christmas tree and then looped it back down to his bedroom. Nice. And so that at Christmas morning, my wife was really mad because I did it at like six in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the train on and it's going around going choo-choo, you know, making Heck noise. Yeah. And he jumps up out of bed and just follows it all the way out to where all the presents were. <laughs> and he thought that was pretty cool. And he still pulls out that uh, that train set and plays with it. That's so. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Matthew, what do you have as your number one? Wow us. My number one. 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 Is it Lego? I like to call it the Tao of Hawkeye. And I actually had this discussion again today. We were killing time because I had a doctor's appointment. We had to go set up her new desk for fourth grade. We were just sitting and we were talking. And I'm like, who's your favorite superhero? And she's like, hmm... Mmm. <laughs> For like three minutes, we played the mmm, mmm, mmm. And she's like, Hawkeye. And I'm like, Hawkeye. She's like, yeah, I like Hawkeye. I'm like, why is that? She's like, well, a lot of the kids like Thor because he's all powerful and pretty. And a lot of the kids like the Iron Man. But I like Hawkeye because he's got that bow and arrow. And, and I have a bow and arrow. And I'm like, you do have a bow and arrow. And she started to explain to me how it didn't matter that most people thought Hawkeye might be silly or that they didn't all know that Hawkeye was the best. People like the Iron Man and people like the Thor and people like other things. And those things are fine, but that doesn't change her opinion of the fact that Hawkeye is the best. And so pop culture is her way of explaining to me that it's okay to like what you like. You don't necessarily have to like what everybody else likes. And not quite as contrarian as me, where if it's popular, I don't like it. That's not a hundred percent true, but I'll you know I'll I'll own it. I'll cop to the fact that I do that enough a to lot. where when when Stephen gives me crap about it, mostly because Stephen is always like, "Hey, this Batman is the most powerful and awesome." <laughs> I know people, he is right. Thousands of people said so, and you're Fact, just a contrarian. Facts just saying, are hard to disprove. I'm I know. not just a contrarian. <laughs> And I think that, you know, being able to admit that maybe not everybody thinks Hawkeye is the best Avenger, but that's okay. And that doesn't change the fact that she can like him. And that doesn't change the fact that everything she likes about him is awesome, whether or not Iron Man does something more awesome. You don't necessarily have to go along with that group thing. This isn't an episode of Dungeons and Dragons where Eric is always wrong because apparently Eric is always wrong. I don't know why Eric. Poor Eric. Poor Eric took so much crap. He was, you know, if he if he just had a sword, Cavalier should have a sword, right, Rob? Sure. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Cavaliers See? is a basketball team. But I, yeah, I, the, I the thing you. about Contrarian. it is you love what you love. It's okay to love what you love, and it's okay that if you if you love something that isn't the most popular, that doesn't make what you love wrong. And that, my friend, is a lesson that I like to think that the child will be able to take on with her and, and use on a day-to-day basis and things that aren't related to nerdery. So that's my number one. All Good. right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Ladles and jellies. Five books. things that we want to pass on to our children. And or cats. And or cats. Yes. Maybe you can, Rob, maybe you can just have like dedicate a library or something on the opening ceremony. They read through these things. They play this episode about why Ninja Turtles are awesome, and I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. just pick on Rob. We should also pick on Zach too. Yeah, pick on should. me. Yeah. No, yes. Zach's young. I, I, I would be upset <laughs> if I actually wanted kids. 
Oh, no. Oh, wow. I have a niece and a nephew. I'm likely to have more. I'm going to spoil the crap out of them and then not have to deal with the negative. Well, there you go. That is one nice thing uh, about uh, you can leave. I don't know that there's negatives so much. I mean... I don't have to wake up at three in the morning to do bottle feedings. I don't have to. Rob, wake you don't go to wake. bed until like four in the morning. Shut That's up. That doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't it? It does. Aha. Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have to wake up at six when they're ready to get up. But you could have your own child, Rob. I don't Those need are, my own you child. Have hard to come by in the wild. Me. That's right. <laughs> They're not Urza, hard to come by in the wild. Urza That's why everybody can do it. You have to walk through many muscle. islands of grass to finally get a wild baby to appear. <laughs> islands of grass. Bam. I like how you put that. Bam. <laughs> I don't last even know Pokemon what that means, reference. but I think it's awful. It was the uh, last likely. Pokemon reference of the show. Did we get them all? I, oh, is that a Pokemon? <laughs> you already used it. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. All right, listeners, we have given you our five things. Now it's up to you. Head over to Majorspoilers.com. Go into the show notes. Go into the comment section. And share your top five things your that you want to share. They they could just be pure material things. I'm going to leave my kid my 56 Cadillac. You know, that could be the thing that you want to leave your it's kid. It's pretty cool, actually. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, or it could be something more philosophical. Your blood like being like Jack Batman. Burton t-shirt. Right? <laughs> Whatever it is, do it over there at Majorspoilers.com. Why? Because everybody loves a list. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Majorspoilers. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.